dedication time. So, why don't you, who are you going to, or who or what are you going to kind of dedicate the episode uh, to? You know, I mean, I, I think I struggled with this, thinking on this, because I, I think it's always good to I, I do I do it not for people to trip them up, but I think I, I right. want to give it like a time to, you know, appreciate yeah, something or, yeah, or co- for something or guess a cause. Well, but, and I appreciate that for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always good. I, I just to say, I, I dedicate everything to my kids. I think everything I've ever done goes to my kids. So, if yeah. we're going to name drop, I think this should go to, to the late, great. Sid Hag. Oh, yeah. yes. I think Let's do some, it. someone needs to throw it out to him. Wonderful, yeah. In the industry since 1960. It's a long to, time. And long still working, time. right? <laughs> right up to the end. Yeah, right up, literally right up to the end. <laughs> All right, here's the Sid Hag. All right, we're back with uh, Wes Johnson. Hey. How many Wes Johnsons, other Wes Johnsons, do you know? Oh, my God. Um, I, I've met a, I've met a few Wes's. I don't think I've ever actually met another Wes Johnson, but I have okay. I have done that thing where you go on Facebook. And, yeah. is it, do other people do this? It, might, yeah. it could just be me, but <laughs> I, I've definitely, I, yeah. no shame. I've, I've, like, Googled myself just more, more or less out of curiosity to be like, is maybe it'll pull up some little stupid thing that I did. Yeah. But you know what? You know what it'll pull up? If you Google my name, it's going to pull up an NBA player. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a sports ball guy at all, but I know enough to know that there is a NBA player out there with my name. And uh, arguably more more famous, more talented. Um, thanks for coming again. I got a couple uh, announcements before we get started. Sure. Uh, coming up is my appearance at Falcon. I'm going to be at this Falcon um, October 5th selling my noir comic book. So I'll be there at my own table. Um, hopefully see everybody there. It's one day only, October 5th at the State Fairgrounds. I'll put the link uh, if you can find it. If you want to pre-order tickets, this is a great deal if you want to pre-order tickets before the show. Um, I also got in contact with Alexander P. Gutterman. He just did his fundraiser campaign for the movie The Hunter. I was there. Um, if you're interested in per- uh, donating to that movie, he has an Indiegogo page. I'll put all the information for his uh, fundraiser campaign uh, for his movie, The Hunter, they're going to begin shooting in Duluth in about uh, a couple weeks. So um, good luck to them. And it was very nice to meet everybody. I have got a bunch of pictures uh, present. I'll put that on my uh, uh, Filmcast Facebook page. Um, also, I want to thank Carlos Omar Dillion. He uh, wanted me to do some storyboards for him for a movie. And I got that done and submitted to him. And I appreciate it. So thanks for everything. Um, that's pretty much all the announcements I have. So... Mr. Wes Johnson. Yeah, how's the com- how's the comic book thing going? I know Wonderful, I've, yeah. I've, I've known for a little bit that you're into that. Blair, yeah, fill they, me in on that. It's um, good. Writing's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> writing's <laughs> right. Kyle's right. Writing is hard. Um, that's that wasn't my nature. I'm, I'm naturally can just illustrate, and I sure. want to write my own story. I thought that was easy, which is yeah. <laughs> right. You, you learned. You learned right, especially <laughs> yeah. when I did a, mo- a book that has more than one central character. Sure. So you have all this two things going on at the yeah. same time, but yeah, and I love noirs. I feel like it's almost like a horror movie. Yeah. Noirs are very oh, yeah. dark, and you know, they're, it's because they're cheap because they only had one camera. And yeah, they have one lighting, so they had to work yeah. or something. It's funny how that works. Yeah. So um, yeah, if anybody's interested, I'll put the link for ordering my book uh, if they can't see me at uh, uh, the Falcon. So. Yeah. Did you ever do comic books, Wes? Uh, you know, I have uh, I have a few friends that are really into it. You know, it's one of yeah. those mediums. I don't think my appreciation for comic books really kicked in until a later age. You know, it was one. I just I was not one of those kids. I did not grow up reading comic books. I think I've always been consumed by the television. Yeah. You know, as my mom would say, she's like, oh, at least it amounted to something. You know, not really. Love my mom. Well, did, did you know Tales <laughs> of the Crypt was actually the, a comic book? I did know that. Yep. Okay. I did know that. And every yep. every story they did was actually a com- yep. in a comic book, yeah. which is which yeah. is really great. Yeah, so I, I have an, a vast appreciation for the art. Um, and uh, when I was going to school for music and other, when I got into the arts, yeah. I had met quite a few very talented artists, and I learned, you know, how much. So this is what it means to really work hard, you know, and just having to just sit there and draw and detail and all that. I was like, maybe I was grateful that I was a musician. That I, that I, <laughs> happy I picked that avenue because I'm like, man, I thought I needed patience. But 
Do you do drums? So that's what uh, I did when I was in a band. Yeah, I did drums. Yep, yep. I do. Yeah. So luckily, uh, I was I was lucky enough to have a dad who kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. But drums was his trade. So I just always grew up in a house with a drum set. Yeah, no I was kidding. Yep. So I mean, I'm sure that drove them nuts. But or at least my mom. But <laughs> um, so I I kind of picked up on it. Guitar became my sort of my thing you know what i gravitated towards who but, are you uh, dave grohl oh god <laughs> hey I, 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 I wish the real yeah. question is is there anything you can't play or anything you refuse to play oh i know i can't say there's anything that i would refuse to play but there uh, are definitely a lot of instruments i can't play I'm, I'm envious of people who can play any kind of uh like brass you know um most stringed instruments cello violin now that yeah. see now that i'm older it's like i wish i would have dabbled a little more in some of those. I should have joined the high school band or something. Yeah. So drum, what kind of, like Pearl, Ludwig, what uh, was it? I, I think my dad was always a Pearl guy. Yeah, because ba- yeah. drummers are always band, yeah. you know, favor a brand, yeah. always and every, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had, uh, yeah, I've always been one of those, I think every drummer I've been in a band with has, has always had that little bit of haste for me because they would it was just a it was a deal breaker if they wouldn't allow me to noodle on their drums every once in a while and i had some that were totally fine with it and some that were just like damn it you know like these are expensive and you're crazy i'm like yeah but come on (laughs) um so without with drums and with music um, when you listen to music, what's the first thing that pops into you? Because usually, because as a drummer, the music, the drums come in front. Is that yeah. something like do you? Would you hear something in front more, or, um, or is I, it just like the whole ensemble? To, to me, I think the whole ensemble paint, right. paints a picture. You know, I can I can appreciate things individually. You know, so like we talked about Blink One Eighty Two before we started. They're yeah. kind of my my my. I won't say guilty pleasure. They're not guilty since I was young. I've always just. You know, the rebellious pop punk stuff. But it's like, that band I can break apart. You know, you have Travis Barker, who is, I mean, he's beyond just one band now, you know. He has videos of just him doing his thing, and people (laughs) fall into it, you know. Um, They got every time they play a show, you know, there's a big, you know, at least 25-minute break where it's just him. Of course, he's on a riser and flipping around in circles. You know, the whole... I think Tommy Lee Tommy Lee started that, yeah. It was definitely a Tommy Lee thing and then moved on to a few other bands adopted that. But I think it's cool to have people talented enough to really do it on their own, but all coming together, magic. When you do writing, do you listen to music? I do. Really? I do. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's funny because it's just it's it's very different. The the kind of vibe that I go for when I'm writing is usually very different. So it's like b- being a musician, I have the different phases of things that I like. So depending on what I'm writing, I'll certainly match a mood to what I'm going for. Okay. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's funny how a lot of my friends will just be like, "Did you just rock a bunch of like Green Day or something?" You're writing. You got a mixtape? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, no, you know, I've, to me, it's. It's weird, but anything with vocals is distracting to me. I'm very, I'll usually listen to other scores, you know, or other sure. just instrumental stuff. Yeah. Other compositions. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were like, listen to the Blink 182. Like, yeah. No, the problem with me is like, I'll, I'll pop in something with lyrics. Yep. You know, five minutes later, I'll be like, here I go. Again. You're singing. Yep. <laughs> you know, it sucks you in. Yeah, that's exactly my problem. Yeah. I get pulled into it and then I want to start jamming out and it's like, no. So for me, I try to stay away from anything with vocals in it. Unless, of course, it's like very ominous and just oh, yeah. more of an instrument, you know. Do you, um, with the writing uh, music, so uh, are you kind of a day writer? Because I, I asked Kyle this before, are you a day writer, night writer? Yeah. Uh, night writer, not writer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like, yeah, day writer, night writer. Those are good, those are good labels. I dig yeah. it. Um, I can, I can kind of go back and forth. I've always been kind of a night owl. Um, so I would say, yeah. I, th- I think my best creativity comes out at night. Um, but of course, being a dad, you know, and you just sort of have to ad- adapt a little bit. So right. now I'd say if I, if I have a good cup of coffee, you know, I had kind of trained myself to be a morning person, so I can do it during the day. But if, if it's up to me, I'll do it at night. One of my so. favorite authors, uh, Philip K. Dick, he was a phenomenal, rigid, schedule writer. Sure. And all his stories are very far out there, and he's kind of a hippie. Oh, yeah. But he was a regimen writing, yep. you know, for 12 hours. And it's just amazing how much books he kicked out and how the content's kind of like, you know, you didn't think somebody would be that disciplined of himself right. that's yep. shocking he was so disciplined of himself for writing and mm-hmm. then 
yeah, was able to. Yeah, but I think you have to discipline yourself. Oh, very much. Yeah, yeah, and you'll and you'll hear that from from all the best too. You know, it's like there. It's nice if you can really schedule things out. And I've always the thing is, is I've always been envious of people like that. I, I wish I could be that person that's like, okay, at five o'clock. Nobody bother me because this is when I'm doing this, and then six o'clock. To me, it's just I try to shoot for a certain time frame, but I'm kind of more of as long as I get it in there. Like okay. needs to happen, you know. May not happen exactly when I want it to, but you have to. Yeah, you got to be passionate. You got to be regimented to an extent. You got to make time. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about one of your pieces. Sure. Um, Curse of Raven Heights. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, which is you're not done filming yet. Not quite. Not yep. quite. Yep. And you did the screenplay. I did. Yep. Did you write it out first? Did you do outlines? Um, it's you know it's interesting. I had um, with me. I I'm always creating. You know, and I, sure. I think that's that can be anybody who is creative can relate to that you know i think your brain is always that sponge is always working you know right um and uh at some point i don't remember exactly what it was but we have so blair smith he was on a earlier episode yeah yeah if anybody wants to yeah yeah, uh, blair directed the movie and anybody wants to listen uh stop and then go back to listen listen to that and then come back but yeah press stop go listen to that whole episode (laughs) and then come back it'll make this one a lot better (laughs) but but please come back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right, right. Yeah, no. This, this is like the sequel. You can't watch the sequel right, before yeah. you watch the first one. You know. But this, this is gonna be like the Terminator sequel. This is where the second one's a little better. But you know, sorry, Terminator Blair. T two. T two. But no, yeah. So Blair, uh, my my partner, directing partner, um, and we've we've done a few things together. So it was we were working on something. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what it was. We were working on something, but the the idea kind of just sort of started presenting itself and that's usually how it works i'll be outside it'll be like a gloomy day and i'll see some trees and some cloud and all of a sudden i'm like hmm like witches you know (laughs) like so it just kind of materializes there so we had the idea kind of started talking a little bit about it and then of course i started writing it out and it's just the ball's just been rolling ever since so is there i know if there you're still doing your campaign for Indiegogo campaign? Um, I think the campaign is done. Um, we are we are still, you know, anybody who wants to donate, we're still open we, to that. But I think yeah. the campaign is technically closed now. How would they, re- if they want to campaign, uh, contribute or uh, donate, um, just we put your email up there? Yeah, or? you could do that. Or, yeah, or visit the, the Facebook page. would probably be the easiest way okay. to get in touch with us. Um, so we have a few people who manage that and keep an eye on all those Yeah, and messages. you also got a, so, a Twitter account. I'm sorry, Twitter, yep, yeah, we have a Twitter. Um, yeah, so we, we got a couple different ways, you know, just... Okay. Hit us up. <laughs> Be a pleasant message. Do you believe in curses? Um, or some kind of version of that? I, um, you know, I, I think that they're fascinating. I'm, de- right. I'm definitely fascinated by the idea. Um, I love, as a, yeah. when I was in college, I studied ancient Rome. And yeah. my God, they believed it like it was yeah. actually real. Because, they, they, you know, if you sense he had a bad day, like anything's not going right for you. They really believe that somebody put a curse on you. And that's yep. why they didn't think it like yeah. it was just circumstance or just something happening. It's like they really believed and they went um, to the point of actually carvings and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's part of their culture, this notion that you could curse people. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it's just the, the, the sometimes things happen that you just can't explain. And I, and I think, I mean, I feel like everybody has to have had those moments. You know, there's those moments that kind of make you think like this, there's something going on, like, you know, there's something in the water or something. Yeah. 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 Um, the next one, um, mercenary kingdom, mercenary kingdom. Yeah. That was a, so that was our project. So same Blair, uh, and a lot, yeah. actually a lot of our same team, um, with that. And that was what we did prior to Raven Heights. I think that was our last project. So that was, yeah, it was a, a fun change of pace. That was more, definitely more like, I mean, probably resonates with you as a comic book guy. That was very like vigilante justice oriented. Yeah, yeah. Very action. I like, action. Actually, you can see the influences that, with that. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bits of like the arrow a little bit yeah yeah you know i mean it's so that that whole storyline is interesting because that's one of those things that so those characters and that world and i I talk a lot about i'm just very big on like worlds and universes this is a little comic booky there but um the the mercenary kingdom stuff is something that's lived in my head for a long time 
Yeah, I always talked about the writers. Is yeah. it something that I get, especially with this story? It had yep. it had to get out, and it's going to have to get out, or I'm going to go insane. Right, right. you yeah, just got to do it. You just got. I mean, yeah, I've got notebooks, and I mean, yeah, I got. I usually I'll do everything. People say, do you write it on sticky notes? You have notebook. I'm like, I have everything. If I if an idea comes to me and I'm in the kitchen, I got a whiteboard on the fridge. I'm going to like scribble it up there really quick just to get it out. But um, Kate Blanchett has a new movie coming out where she's an architect and she. Was a phenomenal, successful arc. The, the movie, the trailer. Yeah, and she's a, and then she abandons it, and then she gets recruited to do it again. And there's a pitch in the trailer where Lawrence Fishburne says to her, "You are a creator. If you're not creating, you are a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs> so get back to creating." Which I think is a, a focal a point of yeah. a lot of people who need to create, write stories, do anything that they need to constantly do it. If they're not, they're going to be a menace to themselves, right? Or Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think I think that applies to any anything that you're good or you're passionate about. You have to be doing it. You know, I mean, yeah. same thing with, with I would say the same thing with athletes too. You know, there's a reason they're as good at, at what they do. I mean, there's a reason they're that good at it. It's because when they're not doing it, they're practicing it. You know, they're out on the field, they're doing yeah. their thing, and we're all watching it like crazy bastards. You know, but that's what they do. So do you? So you don't? Do you ever do you ever use outlines? Um, I do. Yeah. My, you know, I, the, the thing about me and my writing, so, you know, kind of like the music and other stuff. I just, I, I, I always say I never specialized in one thing. I was just yeah. always very fascinated yeah. with different things through different chapters of my life. So I've kind of dabbled in different stuff and there's some things I've adapted to a little more and other things that are kind of just a, a footnote. So it's not a necessity for it's, you. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I just never, um, I don't think I ever followed a real structured path. You know, it's like you talk yeah. to some writers who've been in the industry a long time. Everybody kind of has yeah. their method, you know, their approach. So my, my version of an outline is probably very different than what, you know, uh, we'll say a real writer would tell you an outline is, you know. But I, to me, I get it enough so that I, I can hit all the points I want to hit. And that's all that matters. Like Blair's not going to look at my outline. Nobody else is going to look at my outline. It's like as long as I got the idea there. You know, I think I can't remember the famous story of uh, that the author he had he'd always submit outlines to his publisher, and it was re- ridiculous. It was just an intro guy, <laughs> intro guy does something. I feel like that had to drive that publisher yeah. crazy. And then yeah. conclusion, duh. And then he submitted that to the well, Novel writing month uh, is the thing that goes on every November, and they have this thing: Are you a plotter or a pantser? Are you flying by the seat of your pants? Or are you actually plotting everything out? Hmm. It sounds like to me you said Mercenary Kingdom was in, has been in your head for a yeah. long time. I was like, it's both an option? Because depending yeah. on the project, it's yeah. Basically, flip-flop. All <laughs> like, good writers should flip-flop back and forth. But I am plotting while my pants are half off. You so, know. <laughs> you know, this thing's been in your head for, for you know so many probably years. Yeah. If you're anything like me, it's probably been years. And then you're yep. kind of just like mold over. So that's kind of like my version of plotting. It's like yeah. in my head, I'm running through the order of operations of how this right. story is going to work out. And it's not until like I get forced to sit down. Yeah, and I just shoot it all comes head. out right. Definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, in the so you're a plotter in the sense it's it's here. It's, it's there. It's it's <laughs> there. Yeah, it's there. And there's definitely all the different you know the tidbits and angles and everything. And I think the what benefited me is at the time when I was creating some of that stuff, specifically Mercenary Kingdom, I wasn't doing it for any specific reason. You know, it wasn't like at the time. It's different now because we write something. Okay, I got to write this script. We got to have it in at this time. We got to make this thing. So back then when we're doing something like Mercenary Kingdom, I was just doing that for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what the rules were. I didn't know what you know what's the structured path, what, what's the foundation. I just had this story and I just wanted to like kind of see where it went. So I just have all these different things. And of course, you know, 80% of it probably unrealistic on like any kind of indie budget because I watch things like Batman, you know, all these <laughs> high budget things. So I'm like, I, I can do, do right. I can make that. So that that was interesting to kind of when we circle around to wanting to do something like this. It was very exciting to me to be like, well, I have all these characters and all the you know all these ideas. Yeah. Let's pick some part of that that can be done realistically with what we can pull off. And uh, it, it was fun. So it definitely helped to have that kind of structure there. But I've definitely done both. I've yeah. had the like, oh, damn it, we got a week. You know, what? I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's make some coffee first yep. and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of fun, too, though. You know, there's depending on the project. Sometimes a little, little pressure is fun. Yeah. No, 
Yeah. Of course, the, your director and your producers will disagree. Yeah. They're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be fun. We're going to figure it out. Guys, settle down. They're like, no. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Like, um, sure. Well, so can we count on you? I'm like, yeah, you could count on me. We're going to we're gonna well, knock it out. Yeah. <laughs> when have we ever? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's fine. That's a good, good different dynamic between Blair and I is he's very, uh, I think it's why we work so well together. He's very like task focused, you know, once oh, yeah. we're going to make this happen, it's go time, it's work. It's, yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of the aloof one. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's, we're going to, how's the script coming? Oh, it's, yeah, it's coming. It's, it's there. You know, it's, 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 it's here. It's all in my head. It's written yeah. up there. I just got to type it out. Uh-huh. Are you going to, so type it out. I'm like, <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> so all of your emails to him then are like, so what's the day you need it then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, we got like another week, right? No, yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious too about Mercenary Kingdom in that uh, I felt like watching it, I was like, I was like, this is going to a second story. This is going to something after this. And it's, especially when it ended up, I'm like, now I want to know what happens. Right, like, yeah. Is that like a goal for you to like return to that world? I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, one of my fits. The one thing uh, out of, you know, out of the, the different things we were trying to accomplish in that short amount of time is I, I love leaving it open, you know. Uh, and I've had different writers tell me different things. You know, they're like, don't, don't do that unless you really plan on doing stuff. Uh, but I, I just like it, you know, because nothing. I don't. I don't think any door ever really closes, yeah. you know. Um, but so I know for me personally, I would love to dive back into that. Uh, and some of the other actors that were involved too, I know, had a lot of fun with that. Um, so I, you know, I just I always like to leave the option there, even if it doesn't. You know, if it sure. doesn't happen, of course. Now, like everything's sort of gone in more of a horror direction, which is how we start. You know, it's kind of how we started. Yeah. And that's just sort of our comfort zone, but. Nice to break out of the shell once in a while. Add some horror to it. We could. Oh, definitely. Story, you know, you're not getting a romantic comedy angle out of it. Right. There, there could be, there could definitely be some horror. Yeah, Yeah. it could, it could happen. It could definitely happen. What's funny to me though is that you, you said, uh, you know, like you, you got into comic books kind of later on, Mm -hmm. kind of evolved with it. That's exactly what comic books are. It's just, you know, let's leave it open a little bit for next week. You know, and I noticed that with Dead Evolution as well, which. I mean, yeah. Very obviously, chapter one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Title. Yep, yep. I was right on the right on the <laughs> nose there. <laughs> it's like, damn it! I wish I wouldn't have done that. Now yeah. looking back on it, because I get asked a lot. Yeah. Like, so when are we? Uh, it's gonna mo- uh, more than anything from the cast and crew yeah. of that. Like, hey, are we gonna do some more? Something? I'm like, yeah, we will. So it's the plan. And with Mercenary Kingdom and, and Dead Evolution, both like those are the first two uh, films years I saw. Yep. And at the end of both, I, I say this in the best possible way. I was like, this guy's just. i do like to tease yep (laughs) it is an art form for me to 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 tease yeah i I think people they won't say it they won't ever admit to it and i i always use it it's not a sexual connotation they love foreplay oh sure talk about it build and we do too we talk about it why we have a pregame we like to build up to the actual event yeah absolutely yeah everybody likes that little teaser that's why we like trailers like whoa see that's exactly and that's exactly and it's interesting you say that because that's kind of the way i mean at least with short films i feel like that's how i've always looked at it yeah you know when i'm making a short film it's like you're not getting you're not getting a lot out of a short film. I mean, half of it is, I think, everybody kind of starts because they got to practice. You got to figure out your craft and learn what you're good at, learn how to run a crew. You got to learn how to do all these things somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I think as a writer and as a creator with short films, to me, it's just, I'm always thinking, like, I just want to see if the, what, what could happen. Like, maybe this could happen, you know? So every kind of short film f- format that I follow is kind of the same way, where it's a little bit of a build, a little character development, hopefully. Um, <laughs> the task we've had to learn, talent we've had to learn a little bit. but And then leave that open to see, you know? And so part of it's kind of for me, but then also for the audience. Like, is this something that they want? You know, maybe you do something really great and people want more of that. Now it's a lot easier to do that. Right. And I think it, especially if you if you know your ending. Yep. Um, and if you want to keep thinking like moving on and even though you're not able to, I think it's important just to write something that you want yep. to do for ending on. Yep. But is ending very important to you or is it something you work up to? Because I asked Kyle that before. Yeah. Is it something that you already have in mind and you're going to go get there or is it something that you're just going to build up to? I, I definitely think it depends on the project. Um, okay. So, you know, I think, and I, I think that kind of solidifies what I mean with short films. With me, most of the time with the short films, 
there hasn't been an ending. You know, it's kind of, I'm sort of figuring it out as we go. And I might have ideas for how we can end it, but I'm not working towards that. Um, That's definitely been different for things like with Raven Heights, you know, doing, doing an actual film. Um, the writing is definitely different because you kind of have to know where you're going to go with that, you know, at least a little especially, more. Especially for this, because uh, you have to schedule and yep. everything, and you have right. to know what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot, of, a lot of moving parts and a lot more organization, which, which I like. I didn't, I didn't think I'd enjoy that a whole lot, but I, I kind of like the organization. It does oh. make it easier. <laughs> no writer likes organization. Right, that's that's <laughs> that is <laughs> fair. <laughs> and I do, and you know, and that's why I let I, I always say I let Blair with this. I let Blair do the heavy lifting. It's like I, you know, honestly, I'm not working that hard. You know, I am, but I'm not. I'm just I'm creating it. I'm like everybody, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with any other stuff. And of course, eventually I get pulled into it, and I yeah, do that to myself, right, yeah. doing music and doing some of these other things. So, I'm certainly not bitter about it at all. There are those days where I'm like, oh, I guess I got to do some real work now, but I'm grateful. You know, no, I, I, I tell one of my. I always explain to things. If you're saying to yourself, I get to make a movie. Instead of, I have to make a movie. If you're still saying, I get to make a oh, movie. Absolutely. You're having fun and you're doing, no matter how yeah. taxing. But yep. if you're still saying to yourself, I get to go, I get to write. Instead yeah. of, I have to write. I then would, you're enjoying it. I would yeah. lose my mind if I ever heard anybody say something like that. It's like, oh, I, I have to make a movie. Are you kidding? You have to make a movie? No, you can go work at McDonald's. You know, I'm sure they love their job. You know, and I think about that all the time, too. It's like as I get older and I try to open my mind, it's like, you know, I'll, do, I'll go through the drive through and I'll see somebody there who really just enjoys the fact that they have a job and they have the best damn attitude you've ever. And it just really opens that up. Like, man, like, just don't. Don't be an asshole. You know, be 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 happy for what you have. So yeah, having to make a movie, no. Like you are lucky that you have met the right kind of people and you're in a position. I mean, I I say that to the to every crew every time we do so. I am the luckiest person on that crew because I just get to watch my stories come to life. Like how many people can say that? You know, no, how many people right. get to say that? You, it's, it's, I think it's it's hard to explain, wouldn't it? Yeah. That something that you wrote or a line that you wrote and somebody Somebody else completely, you don't even really know the person, yep. does it phenomenally. It's, phenomenally, it's like. the strangest feeling ever. And, and I love it. And it's wonderful and great in, in every single way. And and it's amazing. Like some of the, I've, I've had some friendships that have grown out of that, you know. Uh, and kind of with Mercenary Kingdom, we have uh, Eric Johnson, a good friend of mine. Uh, no, he was no, really. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I should. Yeah. Good specification. Not related. <laughs> no relation. I wanted to. I wanted to do that. <laughs> as far as we know, no relation. But uh, because you, it's Blair Smith and Wes Johnson is how right Smith and Johnson is like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we so anyways, Eric was Roman uh, in Mercenary Kingdom, um, and uh, he was he's been in like pretty much we we as Blair and I would call him he's like our poster boy like he always kind of work he gets worked in there somehow um, you know and and I would say Sally I know you had Sally Sally Ann Hunt on the show at one yeah, point she's too. a wonderful she she's yeah. the opposite of that she's like our poster girl I feel you know we always try to kind of find a way I I love I love all those people I love Sally I love Laura. Great, great friends of mine. She just but, did um, Sally Ann. I don't, but she just did that Target commercial. Yeah, with Stranger yep. Things. Yeah, because uh, I was, I, I didn't. She didn't say. She didn't announce or anything. But then all of a sudden, right. I was watching TV and they came on. I was like, what? 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 Hey, I know I, that person. <laughs> right? What? Hey, she just. Yeah. There she is. Yeah, yeah. They're they're always on the grind. They actually, I believe, today have just arrived to uh, L.A. Yeah. Sally and her mom. Yeah, and they do that every year. Um, uh, Laura and I talk on the phone a lot. Really, really good friends. And I told her, I said, next year I'm coming. I said, I'm coming with. I don't care that I have kids and I got family and I got a job and I got responsibility. I'm leaving it and I'm going to road trip to California. It's a pilgrimage. If you're making movies... You got to go to L.A. At least you, visit. You, you kind of yeah. have to. Yeah, you kind of have to. Just kind of make the program. Right. right. Even if you go and breathe the air and turn around and go home. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just step foot, get you know, get the sights, you know, and then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, Wes, we're going to take a, a little break here. Let's do it. Um, and a great message from our, our sponsor, uh, our ad today from uh, Stalwart Foam Swords. Hi, this is Nick. And I want to talk about my friends at Stalwart Foam. Stalwart Foam makes customized foam swords for safe, aggressive sword play for kids and adults alike. Stalwart Foam Swords come in a variety of sizes and colors as well. 
They also love custom needs as well. If you're interested in getting one, visit their Facebook page or contact them email stalwartfoam at gmail.com. Their information, the links will be provided down below. Stalwart Foam, order yours today. Hi, everyone. This is Nick. I want to talk to you about opportunity to be a contributor to independent full feature film being filmed here in Minnesota. Alexander P. Gutterman, the writer and director of the film In Winter, is working on his latest project, The Hunter. The Hunter. A film about a film about a play. A film director and her editor are struggling to complete a high-minded project about the vanity of human existence. Their film, which features pleasure seekers, thespians approaching opening night, a solitary philosopher, and other odd sorts trapped in an underground labyrinth, is running into delays and problems. Alexander P. Gutterman is an exploratory European art house director working in the traditions of Tarkovsky, Bergman, Kurosawa, Kubrick, Vontier, Tar, and Jamouche. And just listen to what a critic said from his previous film, In Winter. It is a film of subtle, quiet power. It is a film that's going to haunt you, hanging around the edges of your consciousness. It is a wonderfully unflashy film. It is one that dares to take its time, and we are so much better for it. You need to see this film. Alexander P. Gutterman is working on his next film, The Hunter. If you are interested in contributing to this film, contact them on their Indiegogo campaign, or you can reach out to katrinalin.com. Any contribution is greatly accepted. We are back with Wes Johnson. Uh, is horror kind of your favorite genre? Uh, I would say so. You know, I mean, we're coming as, up on October and all that. We, we so. are. It's Hall- yeah. in the good Halloween <laughs> spirit. Halloween yeah. season has started uh, as officially as of September first. Oh, um, did we just become best friends? We did. <laughs> I, I think we did. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to argue. Uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, you can't. No, your yeah. argument is invalid. It is invalid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I and I grew up in a family that was very uh, Halloween centric. You know, I'd say my, my mom has always had a, a interest in horror and horror movies and stuff. So, yeah. I was lucky enough to kind of grow up with that. My dad, not as much, but I think my mom and I both enjoyed that fact. He didn't love it quite as much. It meant we were going to just do it a little more the next year. I was so, I lived in a very restricted environment for horror movies. Mm. So it was almost like, all right, Halloween, time to dust off Vincent Price and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take a duster. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, my, I think that I'm, I'm a lot more, uh, I mean, for, for how uh, liberal things have gotten now, you know, I feel like I'm way more of an intense parent than my mom ever was. Because I remember going to the video store yeah. um, and just renting, and my mom didn't care. You know, she's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to get this. I can get this. She's like, yeah. She actually was the first one who recommended uh, the Amityville Horror to me. Mm-hmm. And I know I was not very old when that happened. I remember traumatizing kids when I worked at the video store. So mm-hmm. I dare you to flip the the cartridge for yeah. Hellbound because oh. it's the face ripped off. Yeah. So the kids go run and they go, ah! <laughs> you know, told you. It's a real life ripping the face. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. funny. Go, See? If you're tough, go look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, and I love, so in, in where I live, and I think they have some up here too, but we have family video, right? It's like the last, they still have a, the last skeleton one? of Maybe. a video store. Kyle, do you know one? I think there's maybe one left for family video. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have one in Mankato, uh, where I live, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always in constant fear. Well, you know, we know this is like 
temporary joy like this this just such a thing was not meant to last Mm -hmm. um but i i'm grateful that i can give my kids that experience on my youngest right river she's six uh we love going to the video store melts my heart so i'm like this is my childhood you know (laughs) but that's also one of the joys too is i got all kinds of scary movies and i i can just hear her four aisles down dad this is this is my kid dad I think you might like this movie. You know, she'll hand it like I'm like I've done yeah. done my job. Yep. You know, my kid will grab whatever freakishly they're doing the work for you. Movie. Yep, she pulls it off the shelf. I think you might like this one. I'm like, I don't just want to watch monster movies, but you are definitely on the right but track. But put it in I the basket, you. we'll get it. <laughs> but you're right. Let's let's get it. Five night rental. All right. It was one of the nice things when I worked at a video store because in the '90s, late '90s, when I was in college, and I was worked at a video store and I was taking film studies. But you get the loiters, so kids who are not really academic film guys. They just like watching movies. Yeah. And so I would get a daily dose of this academic, you know, got to watch the Bicycle Thief. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you come in and you're like, no, Hellraiser 3 is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got somewhere to watch this movie instead of coming here and just, you know, right. it was almost like mall rats. Yeah. Like, they wanna f- it's such a community and you love yeah. it. And it's still that way, even at this place too. You know, it's like there's no strangers in a video store. You know, and I've done that yeah. too. I, every mm-hmm. time it happens, you get some like older couple in there, kind of debating over a movie, you know. And I'm just like, no, just walk away. I don't need to. I don't need to be listening. And then I'm like, no, get it. It's great if you like Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's gonna. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. It's just. It's just that energy has never died. It's. It's no blockbuster, but. No. We had um, Andrew Hunt on, and he talked about how he okay. wished the video stars would come back because yeah. it was an, a sound investment. You put mm-hmm. money, yep. and you were going to be damned to watch it to the end. Where now kids are like, True. watch the first five, ten minutes, and uh, like, I'm done. And, that and, is, you know, amen but, to that. But he goes, yeah. but that was a sound investment. You had to, You paid for it. You were going to watch it. To the you end. drove <laughs> all the way to this place. You probably looked around for 20 minutes. You found <laughs> something. You paid money. You got it home. Mm-hmm. If it sucks, you're going to find something, something to enjoy about <laughs> yeah. it, you know? Well, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I, I, that's, in my household, that's the rule. If we're starting a movie, we're yep. finishing the movie because I invested time at that point. Even yep. if it's 10 minutes, I said, there better be something great at the end of this. Something but I happening. am going yep. through to the end no matter what. Yep. Yeah. That is definitely true. Yeah, kids just uh, not the same way. And, and that drives me crazy, too. I see it like the teenagers. You know, they'll do that too. They'll flip through. And I mean, it's the Netflix generation. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love it. I love the streaming. But you're just clicking through things. And it's just even my grandma does that. I'm like, Grandma. Like, you know better than this. You know? you, it was Channel even, surfing will get you nowhere. <laughs> you had to rewind it and watch it and rewind it afterwards. You know better than anybody. But <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, would, um, when we finally got a TV, that would, they would not put Halloween on TV because John Tarpenter had the, but they had the rights to do Halloween 2. Yeah. So I always watched yeah. Halloween 2. It was always, it was a tradition here. Yeah. In the, I think the mid '80s, right? Always, never Halloween one, but Halloween Just two. The, yep. And I, I was like, what is? I, it took me a while to finally find Halloween <laughs> one to watch. Right. Figure out. Okay, I feel like yeah. I might be missing something. Right. Why are they in hospital? I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe John Carpenter. Wait, just when a did weird he hurt guy? her? I don't know. But <laughs> and now they kind of. Now with the new ones coming up, they kind of like disregard that event is ever happening. That's the I, I think that's such an interesting thing. You know, it's yeah. like the, like the the way that film is supposed to go. I mean, it's there's all these rules, you know, and everybody yeah. follows their their foundation. And it's like now it's just such a again such a liberal time. It's like rules be damned. And I, I kind of like that one. I think that's interesting to be like okay. We had, you know, so so many certain like story arcs here, and then we just went crazy with it. Yeah. And we're just gonna, our answer now is, you know, we're not going to make Halloween fourteen. Like, let's let's just go back in time. Let's just <laughs> pretend. Let's wipe the slate clean. Yeah, you know. And, and I thought it was kind of weird, but I thought it was an interesting idea. And and now they're doing the same thing with Terminator, mm-hmm. which I found I thought was. Well, it's always about time, right? With Terminator, it is. But James Cameron has been very clear. Yeah, (laughs) that joke has gone around and around in probably ten different memes. But it's like it's all about time jumping. Anyway, James Cameron's like, no, okay, listen, one and two, my movies, three. This this will be three. Everything (laughs) else that didn't happen. If I'm doing this, we're doing it this way. None of these happen. It's like, yeah, but are you sure? Because you know, you got Genesis. No. Go in here. I'm Let me making- tell you something, James. I bought you the other three movies, yeah. so we're watching yeah. those two. Okay. Listen, Jim. Salvation, pretty good movie in my opinion. But you're a genius, so whatever you want to do. I think Salvation gets 
discredited because I think it's it's Christian Bale and don't, weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that As, was a little, I feel like it was just a little too on the nose. You know, I feel like if you think about it, it's like you think about Christian Bale as John Connor, it's like, yeah. I mean, that kind of looks like the John Connor from that early part in two. Yeah. You know, he kind of does look a lot more like he might save us he all. Could, he could, yeah. He definitely has that kind of energy. But you know what? I just, yeah, to me, there's just uh, Edward Furlong. Is that who it is? Yeah. Just, yeah. To me, there just can be no other John Connor. You know, like I just, I think everybody just wanted to see him as an adult be John Connor. Well, you're looking forward to Dark Fate then because he is going to appear. That so. was, I was very excited with yeah. that little bit of news. I mean, you know he's only going to be in there for probably two minutes, yeah. but it'll be the best two minutes, you know. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Do you kind of regard Terminator kind of like a horror movie? Um, a little bit? Or is it just action? I think for me, it's it was a little more on the action level, but I mean, I could definitely see it. It kind of mixes a little both, you know. The, I think the I think maybe the first one. I think the first one definitely had some That's of those. One, yeah, mm-hmm. that one had some of those darker undertones, and I mean, and especially at a young age, you know. Which I mean, we were all relatively young when that. So. Oh yeah, when he, when he goes to the gun shop and he starts loading up the yeah. guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, "You can't do that." He's just. Right. Yeah. <laughs> boom. Blow you away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think. Two definitely took it in more of an action direction with not really many horror elements, but um, I, I can see I that. Went, yeah. I think I went to see two like twice in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because two. I had to go back. I could yeah, go back. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Two was actually for me like Halloween was for you, where like I watched that second film so many times yeah, that I yes. didn't know there was a first one. And then I realized yeah. that the first one, the reason why is my mom was making me like avoid the first one because she knew it had nudity in it. Oh. That was the that was the big thing our family was know about. Horrific, yeah, deplorable boobs. violence is okay. Yeah, it's, man. <laughs> but you know, if you show anything. for everything. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody. Dunzo. Yeah. For so, yeah, for some of us, it's why we couldn't watch movies. For some of us, that's how we, you know, learned how to become an adult. That's no birds and bees it's just animal house okay yeah Yeah. well it's time to have this talk it's like no mom i i saw you know all these whatever i'm trying to think of like an example (laughs) insert particular movie with nudity any horror movie probably that existed in the 80s and 90s Mm. um is there any movies you're looking forward to coming up or something on your radar um oh man i well terminator keep on that theme i am i'm yeah. excited for the I'm new really terminator. like the linda's for the you know the susan i uh, yeah i'm i'm very happy that her she's coming back just being this doe-eyed teenager now to this she's just to, to just super badass <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's i feel that's the same way i feel i think that's why all literally all of the other movies just didn't amount mm-hmm. to because you need more than arnie you know it's not just about arnold anymore you mm-hmm. need linda hamilton as sarah connor yeah she that's... is sarah connor you know yeah. It's like, you know, unless you're a nerd There's like me always, and I'm like, oh, she's yeah. the woman from Dante's Peak. It was always that. <laughs> she was in Children in the Corner, right? She's got legitimacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always that level in Terminator of like masculinity and femininity yeah. kind of going head toe together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, what, it's what Cameron does so well, though. Like he yeah. actually, he, he really like pushes for some really strong female characters. And yes. when you lose her, there is a definite absence in those yep. sequels when they just kill her off off screen yeah. between two and three. Kind of just breaks your heart a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're so. kind of, yeah, it just isn't the same. But this is kind of like the last effort for Terminator. Like if they fail with yep. Dark Fate, it's done, right? Like they're I, I mean, they're not was, going back to that well for a couple more decades. Like, I would think yeah. so. I would think so. If I mean, Cameron got, can't well, fix God, it. Arnold's getting so old at this point. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> let's get, you know, let's let him play the funny old roles, you know, but. There was nothing wrong with the TV show. I no, love it. I kind of, I kind of yeah. liked it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's a different avenue. Yeah, it was yeah. another one of those like retcon the sequels we don't like and then kind of roll with it. But it, it was done so well that it just it breaks your heart that we didn't get to see it yeah. actually end the yeah. story. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely kind of left it left it open. You know, as some shows do now. You know, which is you know, you ever watch a, um, a Swamp Thing? Oh, yeah. Did you watch that show? When I was a kid, the movie. Oh, that's right. They had the, the movie. movie. Well, now they have the the DC show on the DC streaming. That was canceled. Streaming. Canceled yeah. after the first canceled after episode. After the first episode. Yeah. So I'm sitting here watching my buddy Luke, um, who get, you know gave me the hookup on that. So I'm watching all the way through, and I'm like, yeah, this is like just torture because this is so good. I'm getting mm-hmm. so sucked in, and I know it's done. Yeah. You know. I think it, James Wan stepped in and did that pilot too. Mm-hmm. And so anybody who's a fan of horror is like brought in by James Wan, and then to cancel that. Like I, I want to know what's going on if behind the scenes of that one. If it gets canceled on James Wan, there was something going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Swap Thing Returns is a sequel. I, this yeah. Swap Thing '79. It actually really was a phenomenal yeah. comic book movie. Mm-hmm. You got the arch villain who's 
And how they did it was especially how to make him look like he's growing these vines yeah. and everything is phenomenal yep. stuff. But the intro for Swamp Thing Returns is phenomenal after he rescues a guy in the swamp and then he puts his glasses on, he sees who the hero is. And he's, yeah. They call me Swamp Thing and then kicks in Born on a Bayou and it shows you a <laughs> montage of Swamp Thing comic books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just yeah. boom! I love it. Yeah, That's especially awesome. music. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that's one you're looking forward to, yeah, the Terminator. I'm um, looking forward to Terminator. Yeah, it's been, you know, movies. There's always, I'm trying to think now. I mean, there's always stuff that I'm really excited for. Um, for the longest time, I was really excited about the It sequel. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. It seemed like it got, there, there's some kind of mixed response on that. I love it. I'm, a, I'm definitely a Stephen King fan, you know, and I know he, obviously, this is a movie. And this is a little different than his iteration, but. I thought he, he has a great cameo in it. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, his cameo is the, the best. They play off the main character and how he's is like, it better yeah. than when he did. Um, he has a cameo when he directed that movie Maximum Overdrive, where he's at the vending machine. Oh, God. there's a lot of things better than Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> like if we're just gonna get into it, I mean, yeah. What was it? Or was it Tales from the Crypt when he's like the the he tur- he essentially turns into the swamp thing? Yeah. Isn't oh yeah, a creep yeah. show, creep yep. show, yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. creep show, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Different thing. Yeah, that was. Famous. But he has yeah, a cameo, and yeah, and it. Uh, Chapter two, yeah. It's yep. phenomenal. He does, yep. It's yeah. great. And he makes fun of the main character for having a novel that had a terrible ending, which is just a big tongue-in-cheek joke about him mm-hmm. and the It novel, which I thought, I'm like, that was cool. Yep. You know, it's cool to see people at that level be a good sport. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, that is funny, you know. Yeah, and um, he has another one, uh, Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to yes. Shining. Yeah, the Shining are... sequel. I, I, am pre- I am fairly excited for that. It does. I mean, to me, it just seems so... I just don't... I don't think you can beat The Shining. You know, there's just something about that the film version, the, the, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I've, ne- I've never read that book, but it's a, I've it's seen a the movie tough thing movies. though because yeah. The Shining, the movie, and The Shining, the book are so different. drastically I've, I've different, and especially in how they end. Yeah. And uh, well, Stephen King wasn't a. Uh, he's pretty. He's pretty the open only f- about the fact that he's not a big fan. Yeah, of the it's movie. the only film yeah. that's an adaptation of his work that he flat out rejects. Right. You know, which is shocking because it was like Stanley Kubrick. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like how yeah. do you how do you say yeah. you don't yeah. like? You know, it's one of those things though. I because I'm such a huge fan of the book The Shining and sure. to watch the film I can't watch it as a Stephen King film You're right. like you have to see it as a Stanley Kubrick film yeah yeah and, it, and then you can kind of get past it you know sure but the way it is like there's so many elements to the Shining book that the sequel Doctor Sleep is going to have to change for the film version I, and that's what I heard I did hear my that, wife yeah. uh, we, we go to the cinema a lot uh, and she like <laughs> she'll cover my ears and cover my eyes when the trailer's playing she's like you can't you can't know anything you can't know anything because I'm going to try and read the book before the movie comes out oh. <laughs> Okay, all right. Got so. it. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I think he, what, he, he the, the, um, the boy's name? Danny? Danny! Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's just living on the money from the hotel us, game. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to suppress the shining mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. And he's like our age now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It definitely looks it definitely looks interesting, but I did remember I do remember reading kind of about mm-hmm. that how like Stephen King hated it so much the movie mm-hmm. that he intentionally made any he made the second story to contradict <laughs> a lot of the stuff from the first movie. Yep. And then the directors and the writers had to make mm-hmm. those adjustments to make it a movie. Well, that's one of the interesting things. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen the the Shining miniseries that was on yes. in the '90s with uh, Stephen Webber. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, King wrote it. It was a like four and a half hour miniseries, okay. and it's funny because it, you know comparing it in quality wise it's not as good as the movie yeah. we get that as far as it goes but right. it's pretty darn close to the actual book and sure. so there are times when I watch the movie there are times when I watch the book and it's just one of those things that's they're so far removed from each other yeah. that your king nerddom can get past that's it. awesome though I mean that's that's art man that's yeah. art baby that's what I love about it you know it's like there's just something about the same thing if like uh, it's like the dynamic that I've learned from going from being a writer for something and then having a director who has, right. I mean, trying to figure out that kind of relationship is such an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, like you really have to learn to just, you, you, this is my, you know, I mean, that's why I look at it with, with, with like Raven Heights and everything else, right? I'm like, this is my version. This is what I have. Now it's in your hands. You know, mm-hmm. it's like any liberties you want to take, anything you want to, like, that's just kind of how I've, I've adapted where I just yeah. have to take myself out of that frame of mind. Like, you do your thing. I did my thing. You do your thing. And now, if you try to do something that doesn't, you know, that, that I think is stupid, I'm going to call you out <laughs> yeah. on it. You know, but that's kind of how it is. I always say it's like Blair is good at yelling at other people when other people need to get yelled at. I don't want to have to yell at anybody else, but I'm totally okay with yelling at him. <laughs> you know, 
So it's like, man, don't screw up my ending. You know, I'm curious because uh, with Dead Evolution, you were kind of a jack of all trades on that one too. You did just about everything on that. That was my, that was my, technically my first film. Mm -hmm. I I call that my first film. And I, and I think that's the best lesson to learn is, uh, and I'm I'm glad it went the way it did Mm -hmm. because I never would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I, I would have eventually figured all the stuff out, but throwing yourself in head first and pretending that you can be Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, that's a big, big wake up call. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that was just, I think that's the ambition that a lot of people start out with, which is good. I don't think you should ever let your ambition die, but yeah, I came out like, I'm going to write this thing. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to star in it. You know, I'm going to do that. Um, and that's always that's like my first piece of advice now. Anytime somebody asks me, if somebody's kind of getting into the field, they're gonna make their first short mm-hmm. film. They're gonna do something. You know, what? If anybody who ever wants that advice, I tell them the same thing. Yeah. Um, pick a role <laughs> and, and start just with one. Do that, <laughs> yeah. and then learn. You know, if you're any good at it, and then maybe kind of bite off a little bit of a different role and figure yourself out. Don't take on every single role right away because it's just gonna stress you out. Yeah. Well, I, I was reading on uh, the. Facebook for I think it was the Facebook for Dead Evolution that yeah. you said like if there's one lesson I took away it's delegate delegate it's De- delegate to someone else you know filmmaking is is absolutely a team effort you know it just right. is it's a team effort there's, and everybody wants to shine everybody wants to shine mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, you, and everybody will get their moment you know I think yeah. there your moments there but yeah it's it's got to be about the product at the end and, and that's the thing with again with dead evolution that was it was fun mm-hmm. it was a learning experience there wasn't much of a target market for that it was hey let's make this happen. i mean pretty much everybody in that movie actually no everybody in that movie they're all just my friends mm-hmm. you know it's like none of them are real you know actors who have have done different things as far as act well i think with the exception of ryan gilmer he's the only he was oh, the, yeah. he was the exception there yeah, he's, he's been steadily working he's for been doing quite some time he has I think he's credited for the mighty ducks <laughs> i think <laughs> he is <laughs> yeah he's no i don't think there's many projects out there that he doesn't have some kind of yeah you know yeah. finger in uh but uh but yeah he was he was definitely the season one there everybody else was just friends of mine you know and i think that's a good way to start I saw a, a teaser actually for what your chapter two would be. Yeah, that was again. That was another, that was kind of fun. That was so. That was my <laughs> that was my attempt at let's see how well I can hold a camera. Okay, you know <laughs> that's what that was. Right, and you could tell you, you didn't drop it as far as I saw. I didn't drop it. I didn't drop it. There's a couple motions and pans and things that make no sense. But you know, yeah, that was just uh, you know again exploring. And again, it's like I said earlier, I, I definitely dabble. Mm. I dabble in a lot of things, and some well, of those. I think that's good. It's, yeah. it's, I think it, especially if you're grounded as a writer, right. you've got to dabble in some other perspective. It helps right? you mm-hmm. speak the language. You yeah. know, I think that's that's my biggest takeaway from doing some of these things is it allows me to speak the language. You know, I don't know all the tech stuff, but I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and my and I'm a hands-on kind of learner. You know, you could sit and try to teach me stuff. My, one of my partners, Rico. Um, who we got a couple things coming out, but he's like he's kind of my my I'd say my closest film partner in terms of experience and and time. But he's a complete behind the camera guy. Mm. That is his role, and he tries to teach me things every time. We've probably been on you know 150 shoots at this point. Still trying to teach me stuff. <laughs> still not picking it up. You know, I'm just like I just need to take this thing and go. Yeah, you know. And he's like, yeah. Well, I know when me. I when I write, I like to show up. I like to go to set. And I like to kind of just stand there and watch and learn. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I think there's certain people that don't want the writer on the set because then he's just some guy that's like, oh, that's maybe kind of like giving you that absolutely. evil eye, you know, but I, but t- I just like to learn more about I gotta it. I got to tell you, so I got a funny story with it. Do we have time? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to So yeah, I got to This is, this is my, I, I really enjoy this story from Raven Heights. So when we're going into production for Raven Heights, right. And, and right, the writer, that's, that, that is my role. Just like you said, I'm the writer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think what outside of that, I, I consider myself the good vibes person. You know, that's my role on set. I'm going around making sure everybody's happy, everybody's having a good time. Yeah. You know, while Blair's over there yelling at everybody, making sure everybody's getting work done. And it's just, it's just, a, it's a lovely dynamic. You know, my job is the easiest job in the world. You know, <laughs> uh, but I mean, at the time, we're trying to figure out. You know, like I just need to be. We needed an excuse for me to be close by. You know, it's like we have this really professional yeah. crew. You know, we got all these people working so hard. It's like I don't, I don't want to look like I'm doing nothing. You know, like let's let's give me a role. You know, yeah. let's make me, make me do something. Um, so Blair came up. I'm gonna just blame it on Blair. <laughs> <laughs> came up with the idea to make me the first AD. 
me, okay, for everybody listening who knows me, has just cringed real hard. You know, their faces yeah, and their all, hands. all that responsibility. All that responsibility. Yeah, it's like okay, you're gonna take the most. Uh, you know, the person who needs to be the most organized. It'd be on top of time, and you want me to do it. But I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm vocal, and technically speaking, the AD is supposed to be the loudest one on set. You know, they're calling shots and doing that, so the director can just focus on what he's doing. So I get there, <laughs> and we had uh, uh, Dana. Dana Gilbertson was my second AD. Yeah. Um, but really, everybody knows she was the first, first. AD. <laughs> she was, you know, and that was kind of our talk, too. I just, we showed up, and I'm like, okay, so all this, like, time stuff, right? I'm like, you are just good at that, you know? So I'm like, I'm just, if I, you know, it was, I wasn't trying to pass it on to her. I was just trying to warn her, <laughs> you know, like, hey, if this falls apart, I just want you to be ready for it because, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, so it was great. So we got about two days in, and I was just doing my thing. I was I was not organizing the time. and I'm just making sure everybody's feeling good, you know, got your coffee, making sure it's good. So we have this big meeting uh, with our, our DP, uh, uh, Jacob V. Lander. He yes. Was, he's he's yeah. a guy, Jacob V. Lander, great guy, really talented DP. Um, so we sit down. It's me and Blair and, uh, and Jacob. And Dana, we're sitting there, and there, I'm just like, it's almost like a, like an intervention or something. Like, I don't know what's going on, but all I know is we're all sitting in a circle, and they're looking at me. Like, please don't so, be about the script. Please don't I'm be about like, the what script. Did I do? Well, that, and that's what I was. Th- that was yeah. exactly my thought. Is I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna have to rewrite like 20 pages tonight or something. That was exactly kind of where my mind was at. Oh. I'm just like, it's either that or it's like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what did I do? So we sit there, and Jacob was trying to be so nice about it. You know, he's just like, you know, like. You're you're important, you know. He's like reassuring me, like you're important. You're do you're doing a good job. Oh, um, two words right there. Just, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. He's just like, but he's like, I just I don't I don't want to like offend you, you know. But you're just you're not really an AD. Like you're not being an AD. And I think we and I'm like, yes, no, you. Like yeah. you need to fire me. No, fire that's me. a great idea. I'm, right. I'm terrible at this job. I'm snack guy. You know, and like Dana's sitting there. I'm pointing at her. I'm like, yeah, right. This is this is perfect. I need to step out of this, and Dana needs to step in this and take. O- I basically just like finished his speech. And he's like, oh well, that. I went really well. I'm like, yep. I don't know really what I'm supposed to do other, but I know I'm not supposed to do that. Um, so it's just kind of a. So the rest of that shoot, I got to you know be myself yeah, and do exactly. whatever it, was, it is that I was doing that was making everybody feel good. But yeah, no, no longer AD. I've learned that that's one of the f- one of the few things that uh, I probably just like. I'll touch. take my severance package and I'm gonna just leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was one of the things that Robert Altman, the tricks of the trade of working in, because he was a freelance director and sure. working with the movie producers. It's one of the always tricks he's always did to get producers away from him was. Even though he liked first assistant directors, he would always fire them and drop them down to like three. And so if something's like if the producers come and complained, hey, no worry, don't worry, uh, the person responsible been fired. He just dropped them down to three. <laughs> so he constantly APs or like a crew, but he always just sent them like he got fired. But now he's just. Is this a formality? Yeah. Now he's a third assistant director. All right, and just, that's something that's, you could do. That you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to contact Blair next time. And be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. what you're gonna do. You're gonna assert yeah. yourself on set. But he did it constantly in the film, the film Mash because he's like, you guys are behind. Why are you behind? Oh, that was assistant director. We fired. He's fired. He's gone. Yeah, and then the next week you rehire him again. And yep. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't worry. You'll, you'll come back. We're just. Yeah, this is, we just need to do this. Trust me, it'll keep it sailing. Show smooth. up next week with like different facial hair. And I'm just like, I'm here to help again. Another little quick thing about pro- uh, movie producers, and they sent him a memo because it was such a hippie thing. Yeah. They're making an anti-war movie, and everybody's on, you know, like right. 60s. Everybody's doing LSD. And they send a memo, and, d- yeah. drugs and <laughs> yeah. illicit content would not be permitted on these premises. They put in the movie as an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> the memo. So radar read the uh, the producer's announcement. Anybody caught with paraphernalia or memo or uh, vicious content will be dis- disciplined and all that stuff. They put it in the movie. <laughs> Classic. So it was one of the things I think Robert Baltman is a genius as he is able to navigate making movies. Yeah. More than just uh, doing it. Actually, how to make movies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy because it is an art form. Right. It is. At the yeah. end of the day, it's it's got to be art. You I know? mean, Mel Brooks talking about how he needed more money for Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. and he's like, "How are we gonna How are we gonna convince the producer we need more money? Get him after lunch. You <laughs> hey. never talk to him. Talk yeah. to him when they had a great, great lunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. So, oh, how was the food? And you talk about the food. You always talk about food. And then, oh, by the way, we'll, we'll go to dinner some other time. Can I have another thousand dollars? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they, just, or they just hand it to you without yeah, you even yeah. saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, and that's interesting because that's our you know for up until now I think it's always I mean for me I'll, I will always say it is always about the art. You know, yeah. to me it's like I don't care. I mean, of course, maybe things will change another year if money becomes an actual thing. But for now, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to say it doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't matter. It's like if we're not having fun, if we're not just enjoying. Right, what I think we're for doing, artists, it's, it's a tough mm-hmm. adventure it's, to. Yep. navigate yeah. salesmen. They're very I don't much. think it's, it's not their nature. To be it's just not, yeah, and this is the first time we're kind of getting our taste of that with Raven Heights. You know, it's like yeah. we never really thought about, you know, like raising money is, we didn't, you know, people were like, Did you, didn't you think it was going to be hard? Do you think it would be, I'm like, I don't think we thought about it at all. We just knew that it would come up, it had yeah. to do it. but we didn't plan. We didn't really think about it, and then no. until we kind of got thrown into it, it's like, yeah, it's just, it really mixes you know, it, it mixes those like worlds. It's a work. It's work. It's too. work. Now yeah. it's kind of becoming a job a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but at the same time, you can never call it work because, you know, if you love what you're doing, are you really working? Yeah. Right. Because I went to Alex's fundraiser. Yeah. And there's a lot of good things there. They did a couple of the reenact scenes from the movie. Sure. It is all nice presentation, all that stuff. And yeah. It's, not, it's a necessary, it's for him, it's necessary to yeah. do. But he still is uncomfortable to hate. Give me a couple bucks. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's tough, you know. It takes a certain. It definitely takes a certain kind of personality, you right. know, to do that. And it's uh, and, and it, it is a little uncomfortable. You oh, know, yeah. it's 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 one of those. In the internet age, I think makes that a little easier, but it still doesn't happen the same way as it would when you you know. That's why people still pitch. That's why yep. you still go to a pitch meeting and stand in front of the board and do it. It's another thing I'm absolutely terrible at, by the way. Be like, shed a little light on the things I know I'm not good at. <laughs> Elevator pitching, definitely one of those things. So you're, you're, you're definitely not for death by PowerPoint, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Right. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I definitely loathe the day that I need to do any kind of pitching mm. of any sort to any yeah. important people. You know, I'll probably find somebody just, who's... Just read the book. Just <laughs> right. go see the movie. Right. Yeah, just go see yeah. the movie. Yeah, well, I do, you talk to any of, any of my friends who I'll, I'll kind of, you know, sort of test the waters on an idea. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them, I'll be like, okay, no, really quick. I got to... So I just got to bounce this off you. I really want to know your thought. And they all just kind of look at their watch. Like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, no, I'm You're doing this. a pitch for a pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, just five minutes. I just, I just want to see what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, an hour later, you know, an hour and a half later. You're over here committing pitch inception, yeah. you know, and you're just like, if I just keep pitching to people, eventually somebody eventually will pass it along. Eventually something will happen. Yeah, you can get, you can get uh, Sally's mom, Laura. You get her thoughts on that. We, uh, She definitely feels that more than anything. I mean, we, we, I don't think we've had a phone conversation that's been less than two hours. At least half of that, you know, yeah. is me telling her about some new idea that I had, you know. And she's just, yeah, I, lo- I love it, I love it, but oh my god, I need to go to bed. <laughs> as long as her responses aren't all, what else you got? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, haven't had that one yet. Well, Wes, I have to say, thanks for coming. Yeah, man. thanks for having me. I this appreciate it. Fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the whole. It's crucial, right? If you're not having fun, you did something. It's wrong. the name of the game, man. Yeah. Got to have fun. We were hoping you would have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. That yeah. would have really, it would have really bummed us out a, if you had. Been a little so. awkward if I hadn't, but yeah. no, I had a great time. Yeah, appreciate it. Um. Of course, you know, it's not over till the guest says it's over, so. Oh, well, as much as I'd love to drag it on, I, I think, I <laughs> yes, think. You like to. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to leave us wanting more, aren't you? You're going to do it again. That's, that's my style, right? I mean, is it over? Oh, for, for now, we'll, we'll see. Oh, you said it. <laughs>